Alright, let's get this underway. What, what am I talking about? If I can just trust one more person, Empty Stats Podcast. He's top five all time, Walt. If you're looking for a review of the game, you're not going to get it here. Righto, I'll just go fuck myself then. That tampers his legacy. He carried an absolute bunch of scrubs. Oh, he's tall. Let's draft him. Just an uh, absolutely horrible first take. The emptiest of stats possible. Let's go. Have we started recording? <laughs> that is the intro from Kitty this time. He's, uh, he's come here to let the people know it's time to go. Uh, boys, how are we? We've uh, once again seen each other in the flesh. It's great. We all live in different towns, but it's been a you know uh, a good month of actually a few beers on the tables. You know, a couple of a uh, couple of large nights amongst the empty stats, boys. How are we feeling? Never better, Walt. I mean, what more do you want out of life? Finally back, well, not, you know, to have a wedding without really the restrictions on Friday and then to, you know, just um, have a real tear off with the boys on a, on Saturday night for a 30th. I mean, it's just that's living life in my eyes right now. Mm, the highs and the lows. The lows come on the Monday. Uh, <laughs> a few demons creeping in always. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely worth it after a, a big twist off because, uh, yeah, fucking fun as always. But happy to be here with you boys today. Been a decent size week in sport. Let's do it. It sure has. It sure has. And we just have to get straight into where I guess the, where? the streets have been calling. The streets what? have been calling for us to, to talk about this. Formula One. <laughs> the new the new equipment is out and Kitty really wants to talk about the new helmets or something. No one gives a fuck. No, the new helmets. <laughs> it's the fucking new cars, you dickhead. Just do yourselves a favour and look them up. It's, we're going into the future. These cars look beautiful. Anyway, go on, Walt. Sorry. They do look beautiful. I saw uh, some uh, some Instagram thoughts standing next to some today, and I didn't know which one looked better. But no, no, as as the contribute, you know, the the res- resident Philly fans of of Australia, they want to know what we think. The trade deadline has come and gone. There's there's a lot to unpack here. I don't know whether you want to get into the big trade of Andre Drummond for Paul Millsap first, or you want to talk about <laughs> uh, maybe what's going over on in Indiana, Sacramento, Portland. We're busy. It was a busy end of the trade deadline. Um, I'm just going to let you lads uh, let me know where, where we're going to start here. Well, I mean, you, you have to start at one of the bigger trades we've seen on as close to trade deadline as possible. Like, I was going to sleep being like, if I don't see Simmons has been traded when I fucking wake up in the morning. I'll just, I'm ending it. But uh, luckily, it happened. Simmons is out of Philly, which is a bit somber for me because I do love the man. And we got Harden. So that's huge. I don't really know if I like watching Harden personally, but I mean, it's the best possible result for Philly. And really, the main objective of the whole mission was to move Andre Drummond's fucking crap out of our city which has finally been achieved hold on hold on he wasn't that bad what what was he doing that was so bad lately he, he was a serviceable back serviceable backup at the moment well yeah his only problems were um his first name's andre and his last name is drummond uh, i think you're being a bit harsh there then uh, you know as the 50 point loss says today no drummond no philly right now so i mean i mean what what the, the writing's on the or the proof's in the pudding i should say it was a rough, rough game today. But the trade itself, Ben Simmons, 
Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and a couple of first-rounders for James Harden and Paul Millsap. Fuck off, Benny. You're done, mate. Yeah, it was see- an absolute travesty of what you did to my fucking club last year, mate. Bring your 32% free throw percentage elsewhere. Good luck playing with Kyrie half the fucking time, mate. Enjoy your time in Brooklyn. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah, see, I still think, <laughs> like, obviously you got out of it and you got a good trade back for him. But I still think Nets potentially could be the winners out of this. Curry and Drummond are underrated. And, I mean, the first-round picks don't mean much. I mean, 2027, I might not even be alive by then. So I might not see, might not, <laughs> might, might, might not get to see the result of that of that secondary pick there. But it's a good result for both teams, I think. And, um, and yeah, I guess with Simmons, look, let's just say he better wear a bulletproof, bulletproof vest when he comes back in, into Philadelphia to play because yeah, he does. Oh, <laughs> there is going to be some vitriol aimed his way when he returns uh, to the court. And I, I really do hope they, uh, they meet in the playoffs at some point. Uh, even better if it's in the, um, the Eastern Conference Finals. That, that would be a series for the ages. The storylines will write themselves. Mm, that would be fucking epic. But no, it really was a, a tr- good trade for both teams, especially when Brooklyn are thinking that they're going to lose Harden for absolutely nothing when they gave up shitloads to get him. So they also did well to get Simmons' top three player in the league and um, and then all the other shit to go around it. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We're, we're not going to know if who's won this for a couple of years probably. Well, yeah, they both uh, haven't really we'll- played. I mean, I guess... It's probably who wins the championship first in my eyes because they're both in the championship window. And, I mean, I guess Philly kind of wins because they got rid of Ben Simmons. So they're going to have someone that's tra- that's playing for them. So that's a win in itself. But also, yeah, I guess like what you said, Vinny, Nets win as well because they don't lose James Harden but, you know, at the end of free, uh, his, his, his contract or whatever it is um, for nothing. Yeah, I mean, Philly had absolutely no trade bargaining the whole time. Like, the bloke's literally paying, like, millions of dollars a week to not play with us, and we turned that into James Harden. So it's it's a good result for Philly in the fact we got someone who will come in, can actually shoot the ball. Like, the pick-and-roll game with Joel Embiid will be interesting to see how that uh, eventuates. Ben Simmons uh, goes to Brooklyn, gives them, you know, someone who can actually just facilitate, doesn't just clog up the... Uh, Fucking all the dribbles. Oh, jeez. I'm not going to like watching James Harden play for Philly. I'm going to get frustrated. I know it's going to be shit to watch. I've never enjoyed watching his uh, his play style. But he uh, he comes to Philly, and it's it's Chip City. Like we're not we're going to know who wins the uh, who wins the trade in about four and a half months. I would say when that parade is going right down the brotherly city of love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm bullish. I'm bullish. Well, yeah. I mean, you should be. Um... You know, Philadelphia is looking pretty good right now. But, I mean, Nets really need KD back, obviously, to kind of, you know, get the Avengers assembled, uh, so, so as, as they say, and uh, make a real tilt at it. Definitely not a done deal for um, the Nets. Sitting, I think, eighth at the moment in the East, and Kyrie's still playing every, you know, second game. So they're yep. kind of a bit of a question mark now, I'd say. Um, but, yeah, obviously, if they get their shit together... Fucking weaponized. They've been pure trash since KD's been out, and um, yeah. you know, it didn't help with heart the Harden fiasco as well. Kind of clearly, he, he didn't want to be there anymore for some reason. Yeah, I still but. don't really understand why he was so dirty about the whole thing. They only played sixteen games together. I think he was dirty at Kyrie. He he was kind of like he came there to play with Kyrie and KD, and 
KD's injured, and then all of a sudden he's just fucking copping all this shit because their team's being crap, and Kyrie's, you know, some kind of martyr for the unvaccinated, and he's, you know, you know, he's somehow, I mean, he's being shat on, but still, like, he should be shat on even even worse. Yeah, Kyrie has shown that he can't uh, can't carry a team by himself as well. They went on an eleven game skid, like the Brooklyn yeah. Nets. Fuck it, hell. Anyway, um, well, that's exactly like what Kyrie did when he got tra- when he got traded from bloody. Well, he left Cleveland after he got carried by the to you know, and he shat on LeBron for being too much of a dad to him or something, and then he literally apologized to LeBron six months later because he learned how hard it was because you couldn't carry a fucking team in Boston, and he then he got kicked out of there after a season. So go fuck mm-hmm. yourself, Kyrie. Yeah, he's been in a little bit of shambles, and now that he's only playing half the games, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting to see where his career has ended up, really. But no, probably an even trade all round. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with getting getting back uh, top ten, top fifteen player in the league. Probably got the best one two combo in the league now. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. Uh, um, where else in the NBA? Um, fuck Trey Young. That's just gonna put that in there. <laughs> Well, we got a few. Um, di- we've got a few different trades. We got a few different trades. Porzingis on the move. Uh, what was like Porzingis um, on the move? For, yeah, for a packet did, of didn't didn't win the baton. I love this. I love this. Fucking Dallas are just like, like oh fuck it. We we well, fucked here, and now we'll take Batans, who's been trash this season, and Dinwiddie, who's probably been worse. And it's like I was thinking, Kristaps Porzingis. Nicknamed the unicorn, very fitting because the fact you know the thought that he could play basketball is a fucking fantasy that only belongs in Narnia. <laughs> and he does seem like a bit of a cockhead. Yeah, <laughs> no, he does seem like a bit of a flog. But um, yeah, I mean, I I, I was just more shocked than anything to see him mm. move. But I guess you know potentially they have to do something. But was that something what they did? I mean, it doesn't really make sense. So. I don't know. Um, well, I it's guess we we'll have to see like, how it works, and obviously they're gonna they're gonna try and build around Doncic, and it'd be interesting to see. You know, they obviously need to get a big now to replace him because you know your starting power forward is probably not going to be Bertans if you're a championship team. So they need a big. Uh, I'm not sure who would pair well with Doncic, but we'll see who they get in. They must have done it for salary cap reasons. Like, Porzingis is on one of the worst contracts going around. So, I get that you got rid of that. But fucking Bertans makes, like, nearly $20 million a year. Fuck that off. And so does what? Dinwiddie. Yeah, they're both on big dollars. But I guess because they're two players, maybe a little bit easier to move. But it doesn't really free up that much space. And I don't know. You want, Doncic has been on a tear lately. He's been going very well. But I still wouldn't want to play with that whining bitch. <laughs> I mean, this trade, they've... They've packed it in for this year, and we'll probably see it play out over the next offseason, whether they try and package Dim Witty up or Bertans up with something else, because I don't really understand Dim Witty, Brunson, and Doncic in the same team. That doesn't really make sense to me. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think this trade is sort of far from over for Dallas. But, I mean, mm. Washington as well, uh, I mean, I don't really understand that either. They're just going to be shit for a while with an injured Paul Zingas and then, what, fucking Kuzma and, I don't know, just Washington are mid. Yeah, Washington are very mid. But speaking of packing it in, Kitty alluded to this in the last episode, but since then, Portland Trailblazers doubled down on that and got rid of got rid of CJ McCollum as well. They have really just let the dogs out and they, they're just left with an injured Lillard 
they're like no one else. And surprisingly, they've actually won a few games since then. That that doesn't make sense to me. But they, they literally have no one left. Nurkic um, and Anthony Simons, really. Uh, what, what do we think is going on over there? Clearly packing it in for a big free agency summer. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure if it's free agency at this stage. I would not be surprised if somehow, I mean, obviously trade deadline's gone, but as soon as it opens, if they're not looking to move Lillard or, you know, his contract is run until 2025, I think I said, but oh, it's, it's probably too late to build around Lillard now, I think, um, especially with all these injury troubles he's had. So unless he's got, got some bloody godfather rule looking after him at Portland that's paying him money under the table um, to stay there to, you know, com- complete his Portland legacy, you'd think they probably try and move or he probably want asks out as well um, to try and go win a championship before he retires. So, I mean, yeah, look, they got Josh Hart, they got Nicole Alexander Walker, um, Lazada, who played, who's like basically hasn't played a game. Um, who? Yeah, trash exactly. Bandicoot. He played in the NBL and he was trash. Thomas Sadoransky, and then they got a few different picks. So. I mean, it's clearly a rebuilding trade that one with McCollum. So it doesn't lend it doesn't lend me to believe that they're going to keep Lillard in any sense after this offseason. So we'll see what happens there. Mm. I I would I think I'd be surprised if they traded Lillard. I think he's the club champion. He wants to stay there. I think they might take another swing at it during free agency. I don't know who who's on the table. Whether it's like a Paul George or oh fuck Paul George and and um, Lillard would be interesting, <laughs> but. Um, I don't see the point in moving him. Are you going to rebuild again? Put Portland fans through that? I mean... What do you mean rebuild again? They've been pretty good for the last 10 years. They've been up there with Lillard and LaMarcus, the, you know, the crew they had going, Brandon Roy. Like they've been up there. They, they haven't really ever rebuilt. Um, so, I mean, if, if you're talking about the clubmen, then if they do, they should do the right thing by Lillard and trade him to fucking Lakers or something next year. And... And let him actually go out and win a ring. Like, you know, Kevin Durant was a Minnesota clubman, and then they did the right thing by him and traded him to Boston. What? Did you just say Kevin Kevin Durant was a Minnesota clubman and got traded to Boston? (laughs) Kevin Kevin Garnett. (laughs) Who who did I say? Kevin Durant. Yeah. I meant Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Ah, all right. I'm not sure about us calling all these people clubmen's too. It just felt feels a little bit like we're giving like Damian Lillard participation awards or something. I don't know. It didn't, yeah. didn't sit right with me. He's he's the man. He's uh he's had a pretty good career with Portland thus far, but oh god, he's left with an injury and he's going to come back to an absolutely decimated team. So I can't imagine he's going to be happy with that. But he, he must be getting on. Pretty sure he got drafted when he was like 21, 22 years old. So yeah, it's probably his uh his window for trying to chase the championship needs to start now. And the other big one, just just on um, the trade still, they got they copped a lot of feedback from I think it was both teams, and it's kind of like there's already people arguing who won it, and that's the Sabonis and Halliburton trade there. And mm. oh, initial thoughts was you know Kings fans were dirty as fuck because they all loved Halliburton, and you know they you know, some people see him as like the next CP3. Or, I, I don't know, mm. like that, that. I've seen comparisons out there. But then first game, you know, Sabonis pretty much gets a triple-double. Fox has the best time of his life. Looks like he's hugging, had, hugging his long-lost dad. Looks like his dad finally came back. <laughs> Looks like his dad finally came back with the milk, and he's just like, yes, thank God. I'm, 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 I'm happy again. So, and then Sabonis obviously plays shit today, but I think it's gone both ways. I think it's kind of a win-win trade again at the moment. Yeah, I think people get a little bit caught up in like, 
oh, Halliburton's young and he's showing a bit, so you can't get rid of him. It's like if you can get rid of Michael Carter-Williams, you can get rid of anyone. (laughs) So I don't know. I felt like Kings have been wanting to be relevant for a long, long time. And now you pair Fox with someone like Sabonis, maybe finally looking to, you know, get some wins on the board. I had just been struggling. It wasn't working with Fox and Halliburton. Mm. Like Fox is playing quite well, I would say, but they're still not getting any wins. Like get rid of Buddy Hield as well. Off you go, mate. Gotcha. Yeah, that was a good that was a good part of it. Get rid of Buddy Hield. Get rid of no, Buddy Chloe no. Kardashian. Get rid of Chloe Kardashian. Bring in Justin <laughs> Holiday and Jeremy Lamb, who are both pretty good, to be honest. Certified buckets. Yeah, as role players. Oh. So, and the other thing is, it. I think the in the Kings were saying, okay, is it either rebuild or is it still try and you know make the playoffs? And with Sabonis and these guys they brought in, it's still make the playoffs. But with if they kept if they traded Fox and kept Halliburton, it was rebuild. What? Yeah. I I don't agree at all. I reckon this is just they've sealed their fate to be middle of the pack for a long time. I reckon the Kings are now just the Pacers. What the Pacers were. Um, Fox has been pretty shit this season and Halliburton was the better of the two. Like, uh, what are they doing now? They don't really have any shooters. They got rid of Buddy Heald. And well, they've got Harrison Barnes still. Oh, sorry. My apologies. <laughs> Mate, Harrison Barnes is good for a 20-piece 20, 20 pretty much every game. Just look at his seasons. He he yeah. averages 20 points pretty consistently. Yeah, he's, he's had a he's very... essentially Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, he's, it's true. he should be an all-star starter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when you when you play for a shit team for your entire career, like you couldn't hack it on the Warriors, and and then just plays for a mid team, so yeah, you'll get your points. And but he's actually he's not impressing anyone. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I didn't really understand the the trade from the Kings. They they got, got no one that can shoot. Davian Mitchell, he shoots like thirty percent. Well, they got Divincenzo now in in another trade um, who who can shoot. Um, the Justin no, Holiday can shoot. Um, and then the other thing is they've still got Rashawn Holmes, who he's older, he's 28, but he's kind of had a little bit of a resurgence the last couple of years. So I think if they can get someone in free agency over the next couple of years, like a a really good wing player, like to replace Harrison Barnes, yeah, obviously Harrison Barnes is probably not ideal. Fox, you know, like a Jason Tatum or someone and Sabonis together, that's a, that's a good combination, I reckon. They, I mean, they're probably always just destined for mediocrity, though, is the issue. Like, when you mm. get stuck in it, you either need to blow the whole shit up and start again, or, you know, yeah, it's pretty hard to get out of it. Like, Detroit, they just went real bad, got, you know, Cunningham, and they look like they're going to finish last again. So, you know, they'll get, hopefully, well, they should get another high pick. So, they're, mm. you know, five-year five year timeline is looking okay. But, like, where are the Kings going to be in five years? Probably still 11th, you know? I, I also don't buy. Like bring in another all star. Um, well, I guess not another all star. Probably their only all star. Um, to match with Fox and just uh, you know, run the dice, see how it goes. I mean, I, I could I could have seen Fox and Halliburton playing together for ten years and never making the playoffs. So you know, just do something, make it happen. It was an interesting trade though. Um, what about Pacers though? Was that was that do anything for the Pacers? Not really. Well, I, I or think, just a flyer. I think with the Pacers is. Um, They've they're gone they've gone the probably the rebuilding route because they traded um Levert as well for like fucking Ricky Rubio who just did his ACL and like and like three other fucking picks so yeah they've they've gone the Halliburton's twenty one years old we're nowhere right now Sabonis we're wasting him um and they got someone back who they can build around so they've probably gone the the rebuild route and I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to be shit for the next two or three seasons at least yeah I'd agree with that I mean that's yeah that's pretty much it is a 
it was a big day on the uh, on the press conference as well. It was the first time Simmons faced the media and and hard. I'm not sure whether you guys were were tapped into that, but Simmons essentially just sat there and said that it had nothing to do with you know the coaching staff or the players or or anything. So you know he's still out here lying. What lying did it have to do with? Kids. What 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 was the problem then? That's what straight up lie. Like, yeah. yeah, he said he just needed to get himself right. You know, just need to get himself right. Then you get traded. Yeah. And you're like, fuck. If I just fly to this town. I'm right. <laughs> but, yeah, he um, he was on the bench. He's smiling with Andre Drummond, which made me sick. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, let's just, let's just wait and see how this ends up. It's going to be an interesting end to the season. We'll see when he can actually suit up because he hasn't played all year and uh, they are still sort of – well, they're still saying that they're going to hold him back for, you know, a few weeks yet to try to get himself right. Mm. So if we're going just quick tip for the chip and Kitty, you can't go Brooklyn, Walt, you can't say Philly, then who? Brooklyn. I'm still <laughs> – I'm on Milwaukee. Uh, Giannis is just he, – he just flies under the radar. And it's cause, because it's Milwaukee. If he was doing this shit in LA or, or Golden State, he'd be even bigger than he is now. And he's probably, the stu- he's, mm. he's probably still the biggest player in the league. But The Koreans would love him. Yeah, exactly. And then they've just brought in Abaka, who, yeah, he doesn't probably do much stat-wise, but he's experienced. He's a great defender. They still don't have um, what's-his-face playing at the moment, um, Brooke Lopez. Mate, just take a look at their roster. They're fucking stacked. I mean... What about um, Walt's man, uh, Drew Holiday, who he picked in Snake Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton... Yeah, Grayson Allen. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Wesley, Math- like Wesley Matthews Garrett. off the bench for a bit of, th- you know, 2005 NBA three-point shooting. Um, <laughs> so they, they're a good, they're a stack team, and they, they're flying under the radar. Yes, they are a stack team, but because they play in Milwaukee, I still don't give a fuck. I just don't. But uh, he did have another 50 piece today, I believe, Giannis. So he's, you know, he's still an outside shot for the MVP. Uh, as long as Jokic doesn't win it, no, oh, no, Jokic already missed that game, so no, he won't. He's not eligible. <laughs> Um, that's, uh, I mean, that's pretty much the NBA, uh, covered. I mean, LeBron broke the, uh, all-time scoring record. Do we have any thoughts, queries, cares about that? Yeah. Um, I watched Space Jam the other day and he can't act. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't watched uh, it yet. Was still it haven't seen it. Actually, It, it was actually it. better than I thought, but all the parts that didn't include LeBron were enjoyable. Every time he was on screen, I'm like, oh, my my God, this guy is on Home and Away. And weren't there a bunch of other players on there, like Lillard and Davis? Did they have to do anything? Yeah, they're like digitized. They're like cartoons. And, yeah, no, it was no good. Definitely preferred Barkley in um, Space Jam originally. Barkley was a legend in that. But, yeah, anyway, on on the point, we were having this argument the other day at work. Like, it seems like a big deal that he's taken over and – and why is it separated between all-time regular season and playoffs? It's a bit weird, don't you think? Shouldn't you be? Shouldn't you be the, still the all-time point scorer? I haven't really heard about it too much. Mm. You know, every, everyone's still waiting for him to take over. I think it's Malone and um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like technically. So it's weird how they only count the regular season stats. Yeah, because like I felt like Curry broke the three-point record, and it was like you know all over Sunraysia Daily and shit. And then like LeBron does <laughs> this, and it's like. 
it sort of just came and went. I was like, I see, that's still a lot of buckets. You should probably care about it a little bit. But to be to be fair, because there was no fanfare, then I also didn't really care. I was like, oh. Just and if anything, like, it shows his dominance to make it to the playoffs and and play so well consistently compared to any other player that yep. he's taken over both or anyone in existence in all-time scoring and, um, you know, across mm-hmm. playoffs and regular season. But... You know, LeBron haters gonna hate. LeBron's always gonna have that chip on his shoulder, I think. In or not chip on his shoulder. LeBron's always gonna have his detractors, and unless he takes over from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in regular season points, then which he no will. One, no one can really argue that he's the greatest player ever. To to me, to be honest. Well, I was arguing that he was the best of all time, but then I watched Space Jam, and I'm like, <laughs> mate, just don't have it. Uh, yeah, LeBron. Yeah, I mean he. Sneaks into the top ten for me, but uh, that's a, that's a pod for another day. Um, where else on the uh, sporting landscape? I mean, the Super Bowl. Uh, the big, the Does big anyone show, care about the, that? The Super Bowl was on. Super. Bowl, I mean, the halftime show. It's where it was at Kendrick Lamar is out of his cocoon. Album Cummings got it's dropping this Friday. I reckon I'm on. I'm hot. <laughs> well, he, he he looked. He was looking pretty sharp there. He had the cornrows pretty tight. He had, he had a little bit of a beard going, and he's had his dance moves on. I mean. Mm. It was a performance for the ages, that rap performance, and all mm. the money and shit that goes into it. The, the you know that movable stage and shit they had going on, like the, you know, better than any of our houses. It was a legitimate ha- <laughs> kind of like house stage type scenario. But mm. I mean, it was an epic thing, and just you know, I think I said in the group chat around, um, you know, um, what song was it? Still Dre when they come out and says that you know they want to know if Dre still got it, and it's twenty years later and he still got it. But it must just be a good feeling just to flex on everyone like that. Yeah, I like I like the optics that it was on Valentine's Day too because you can tell that Dre would have got paid a lot of money to do that, and he recently just got divorced from his wife. He took would have taken half his half his cash, and then he's like, "Fuck you, Valentine's Day, I'm getting another twenty mil. Fuck it, you're getting none of it." You know, just, well, I love that. Te- that's, I'm assuming that's why he took the gig. You know, technically it wasn't Valentine's Day over there. So it was, oh, wasn't it? It was pre Valentine's Day. Mm, Valentine's Day. The thing I wasn't sure about was um, huge names all around. Why did Mary J get two songs on the on the track list, and and we got Eminem out of here like fucking just just lose yourself. Did Doing she one get, verse. Did she get two songs? Yeah, well, they were two like abridged songs, but. Still, two nevertheless. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was, I don't want to get cancelled again, but maybe it was the diversity <laughs> pick. <laughs> I think uh, Dr. Dre is actually producing her new album like that's dropping in like a month. So maybe a bit of a selfless selfless plug there. I, I love how Dre, I mean, I think I didn't read too much about how it all came together, but I think Dre was the initial perform like performance and then, He's just gone. Let me assemble the Avengers. If I, you know, that's the second time I said that today. But he's bought the big guns in. And mm. what about Snoop? Well, just, he did. I love the kind of political shit that is. They told Snoop not to crit walk. He's, he's crit walk. They told Eminem not to kneel. He kneels for like thirty seconds on stage. Yeah. Um, there was. They told him not to swear. I think um, Snoop. You know, in Snoop's defense, I think he was seen. Uh, having his uh, right hand have to be amputated because he'd be freaking it's, he's got always got a joint in it before the performance but, uh, but i told I'll, 50 cent not to look fit and he came oh, out yeah. Jesus. how did they <laughs> put on pull a that off how did they pull off the hanging from the rafters uh, trick you reckon that's, no, that's he would have just done knew it. that that was a solid structure mm, when like they had a- him hanging down from that bad boy 
How did he get down? I would have, I would have loved to see because surely he's not doing a crunch to get up there and pull up and grab it himself with his hands because that big fucking keg he had in between his head, his, <laughs> his his chest and his hips probably isn't bending too much. Jesus, it's it's funny that the Super Bowl was on and like I didn't I was at work I didn't get to watch it. As soon as I got home, um, just straight into Super Bowl halftime show. Dr. Dre, watch. Into yeah, Google. I, I didn't really watch too much, but after my boy Tom Brady was eliminated, I don't really care about um the the NFL after that. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, you had more time to watch Wayne Gretzky highlights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to cover the game. I really only put down the halftime show. That's what I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I got no, I got no idea. Who was it? Who was playing again? The Rams and the Bengals. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, good on enough. you to the Los Angeles Rams winning in Los Angeles. But the the day, I definitely saw way more coverage about the halftime show than I did about the game. Mm. So 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The power from Dr. Dre. Well, yeah, the AFL can learn a thing or two, but I guess they don't have like a $200 million budget or whatever that would have cost them to put on. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was an epic show for sure. Mm. And uh, before we do close off, obviously we're recording a couple of days late, so I um, just want to, I guess, dive into Vinny's Valentine's Day. You you pushed you pushed back <laughs> you pushed back you did push back the time of record by a couple of days, so the listeners are getting this late right right now. I uh, I saw the bouquet of roses, so Valentine's Day roses cliche. How was your day? Uh, sometimes you just need to show your your love to your woman and just <laughs> respect her and cherish her. And Kitty can learn a thing or two because um, he hates women. Uh, uh, he was but, he was uh, cherishing a few on Saturday. I'll give you the hot tip. <laughs> but yeah, ap- apologies to set you guys back a bit. But uh, sometimes a man needs to do what he's got to do. Notice you didn't have to buy a teddy bear. You just use your dog. Yep, that too. I'm thinking ahead, <laughs> mate. Well, the dog basically is a teddy bear at this point. So, um, what is it? A chow chow? Yep, that is right. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, w- I wouldn't buy a teddy bear either. All right, well, that's uh, that's probably it for the uh, for the week. There's nothing else you guys wanted to wanted to cover. Winter Olympics, IPL auctions, uh, Pat Cummins not supporting anyone except for his brothers. Uh, anything you want to touch on? Yeah, no, nah, besides that, it's been relatively quiet. I've already given my F1 boys a, a plug-in today, so no need no need to drop that at the end. But, but yeah, IPL cricket just doesn't do it for me, to be honest. Um, and, yeah, outside of that, you know, it's a 20-year anniversary, I think, of Stephen Bradbury. That's one thing I just saw. But um, And that's the, that's about the only thing I remember happening at the Winter Olympics, to be fair. Do we, so. do we really need to give Bradbury more credit than he's already got? <laughs> he, he's, yeah, he's got a bit. He's an made, entire it, career off everyone else falling down. Twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing else from me, Wob. All right, fellas. Nice, nice wrap-up. Uh, Philly, all-star break. Then Philly, quest for the chip. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited too. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, next week is not a Valentine's Day, so we should be dropping earlier. Uh, we'll see you guys then. Give us a, give us a five-star. Thanks, boys.